Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid's sleeping isn't one. Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the snooze button. I'm your host, Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. So I had the idea the other night. I was like, you know what I want to do is like a little series within the snooze button where I talk about dropping things. And obviously I have to be myself, so I can't just call it dropping the blank. It's gonna be called drop it like it's hot. And the first one we're gonna talk about is the swaddle, because there's all these different things that, you know, like dropping the passy, uh, dropping the nap, dropping the crib. I feel like that that one's like a transition out of the crib. I'm gonna call it dropping the crib. There could be others, I have to just think about it. But I thought the swaddle would be the great first one because I get lots of questions about this. And it's something that it's not like an easy thing to be like, here's what to do and when. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do an episode on it. And then if somebody has a lot of questions about it, I'm just going to send this bad boy over to them. So, all right, I'm going to go back to the basics here because I know some of you, it might be your second, third, fourth child. You're very well versed in all the various accoutrements we can put babies in but a lot of people don't know and if I tell them that's you know don't use the swaddle use the whatever they don't necessarily know what I mean by a sleep sack or a swaddle all of that so I'm going to actually first quickly break it down for you so what as a professional me what is considered a swaddle so a swaddle a straight up swaddle is really anything that makes your baby look like a little cutie burrito so that would be Anything from a muslin blanket, like the type of thing, you know, right when the baby's born, they're put on, put in, excuse me, in the hospital. It could be something Velcro, like a um, swaddle me, right, where there's like kind of the Velcro straps that burrito them in. It could be something like the Ollie or the snooze swaddle, right? Like anything where they're fully like mummified is a swaddle, okay? Then there are things that I consider a transitional swaddle. So this is still a swaddle, but it's the type of thing you would use theoretically maybe, one of them I hate, if your child is almost ready to get out of the swaddle and it's kind of like we're gonna start getting them halfway there. So one would be something like the Love to Dream, which, you know, there's a couple of, Love to Dream is the brand I like the best, but there are a few different ones. It's really anything where the baby's hands are still covered in some way or they're like restrained a little bit in some way, but it's not straight up burrito. So a lot of those arms up ones, like I call them soggy paws or starfish, cause like maybe the, the baby's hands are kind of up and you know, their moral reflex is, is managed a little bit, right? They can't like fully whack themselves in the face potentially, but their hands are still not free. So the Merlin to me is also a transitional swaddle. I w- do not recommend it. I wouldn't use it myself. But if I have a client who has like a seven week old and they're putting them in the Merlin and kind of as a way to transition them to a sleep sack, it's fine. But once we're done with that, we need to move to a sleep sack. So what is a sleep sack? A sleep sack is really anything, sometimes they're called a wearable blanket, but it's anything that really almost looks like a dress, right? It zips up from the bottom or the top or snaps or whatever and your baby's legs are free and they can kind of roam around inside that fabric, but their arms are completely accessible to them. Their hands are fully out, their arms are fully out. Kite Baby is a brand I like or have historically liked. I know there's some drama going on with Kite Baby right now. I sure as hell am not gonna get in the middle of that right now. Sounds pretty bad. We're gonna let them figure that out. Um, So other brands, Halo has great sleep sacks. I really like Little Unicorn. They have adorable prints. Burt's Bees. There's tons, Aiden and Anais. There's tons of different brands. Hannah Anderson has a cute quilted one. 
Um, but a sleep sack is really the one where it's a dress that you zip or button up and their arms are fully out. The only kind of sleep sack please do not get is anything weighted. I know you're getting Instagram ads for Dreamland or Nesta Bean or your friend Sarah lent one to you. Don't use it. They're not safe. I, I'm aware that they're being sold and peddled to people. They're not safe. You should not have artificial weight on your baby's chest and it will not help them sleep. So definitely don't get it for that reason. Okay, so those are kind of the different terms of what these products are. So let's talk about when should we drop the swaddle? When do we move to a sleep sack? So, or when do we move to a transitional swaddle? So from my perspective, for the first five to six weeks, we really want them swaddled, like burrito style in some way. Beyond the five to six weeks, then theoretically, this could be a good time to start moving to a transitional swaddle. So, you know, six-ish weeks, something like that, you start putting them in something like the love to dream. So the reason that one, I mean, there's many reasons we swaddle a baby, but one of them is to help manage their moral reflex. So a lot of babies have, you might think of it as like the startle reflex, right? Where they kind of jump and they almost look like they're grasping a beach ball, right? And their hands are waving in the air, right? So part of the reason we use a sleep sack is to control that. So when they're in a state of sleep and their body makes that little movement, they are constrained so that it doesn't wake them up and startle them. They don't whack themselves in the face. So this moral reflex does go away with time. Obviously, as adults, it's not something we do. So you know that. But... When your baby is around that like six-ish week mark, that can be a good time as the more reflex is starting to diminish a little bit but is still there and we might want their hands still to be a bit contained. You're using something like the love to dream to kind of help them get used to the concept of their arms being up and not being like tight to their sides but still not giving them completely full range of motion, excuse me, so that they can whack themselves in the face, okay? So that's a great time to kind of start the transition process. Then, now, when do we move to an actual sleep sack, like a full on the dress that I was talking about? So there are two times. By the time your baby is three months, if they've not given any indication of rolling, earlier than that, if they do roll, if they give it, if they're going to their side in the middle of the night when they're nine weeks old, they need to move to a sleep sack, right? Or if you start going through the formal sleep guidance process, like what I do with clients to get them to be great independent sleepers, if you're doing that before three months, I have many clients who start at 10 weeks. That's a time, 10 weeks and 11 pounds is when I take on clients to really like start working on this stuff. Then they need to have their arms out. So, okay, why at those times would be the logical question. So the three months at the latest is what I suggest because by the time a baby's three months, it is possible that they will roll. Now, some babies give you really clear indications that they're going to roll over. It's very obvious, like they're going to their side on the play mat. You might see them doing it when they're sleeping. Some don't. Some, like just one day they flip over. And you do not want to be scared and see your baby flip over on the monitor in the middle of the night while they're swaddled and have no way to like push up or get themselves off of the, off of the ground. So it's really important by three months that babies are taken out of the swaddle. So why would it still be okay to do it a little bit earlier? Well, if you have an extremely athletic child, it's unusual, but every now and then I'll see a baby who is not quite three months who is starting to roll, and because of the safety concern, we're doing it then. Now, part of the reason I start this process with clients as early as 10 weeks is because that is when, even if they were a little bit premature, even if blah, 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 like all the reasons you could come up with, babies, I feel confident, are 
at a stage where their moral reflex is diminished enough that they can learn to use their hands to self-soothe. It does not mean they're not going to whack themselves in the face. They will. Every single baby on earth, I would guess, is going to whack themselves in the face and their arms will be flailing around when you initially take them out of the swaddle. They're learning something, okay? We have to remember sometimes, because you know I'll have parents say this all the time, I took them out and they hit themselves in the face. Yeah, the same thing if you put a two-year-old on a bike and just like pushed them, they would probably fall off, right? Like you need to, you need to give them time to teach them. You have to put on the training wheels and work on it, right? Things take time, but they're at an age and a place of development at 10 weeks where they can learn it really quickly. And I would never want a family to go through the process of sleep guidance with me or just on their own, where basically they're doing something else to help the baby learn independent sleep skills, but they're no longer you know, feeding them to sleep or popping in the passy 20 times or whatever the things are they've been doing. It would be, I mean, frankly, kind of mean to be like, haha, we're not going to come in and give you these things, but we also are giving you no tools to help yourself out because not every baby is going to be a thumb sucker. They could be a hair twirler. They could be a sleep, sl- sn- a sleep snack, a sleep sack sniffer. They could be a ear rubber. There are all kinds of adorable things I've seen my clients do when they're learning to self-soothe and calm themselves. And all of them require their hand in some way, shape, or form. So in, if you at any point are going through the sleep guidance process, their arms need to be available to themselves. So that's kind of the reasoning on, on when and why I suggest when. So in terms of how to do it, so there are a couple of things you can do. Well, first of all, there are two kind of end games, initial end games when you're making this transition. So for some babies, if they seem to really like the kind of snug feeling around their body of the swaddle, it is completely fine to actually keep them in a swaddle with the Velcro or the tie or whatever it is that used to be across, you know, basically their shoulders. You are now putting essentially under their armpits at their breastbones. Now they're wearing like a a tube top dress, if you will, right? So their arms are completely free for safety and for soothing, but they still have that sort of snug feeling of the swaddle on the rest of their body. And frankly, you can do this as long as they're keeping it snug. So most babies, A, they're going to literally physically grow out of the swaddle, you know, that it just won't be too big for them, Um, or they start to kind of shimmy out of the fabric. And I would say that would typically happen at four or five months. So for safety, of course, you know, if your baby is getting bigger and they're shimmying out of it, we need to move to a sleep sack, right? The other thing you can do is just go straight into a sleep sack. So going from a regular, you know, little baby burrito swaddle or a transitional swaddle like the love to dream, you, you know, you move from that to a sleep sack, just kind of cold turkey, that is completely fine. So what some families will do is they will just do that cold turkey, right? It's like, A, like I said, if the baby is three months or they have given indications of rolling or you're starting the sleep guidance process, then you're just doing it cold turkey that day. Like they are just in a sleep sack, we're off to the races. If you have, let's say, an eight or a nine week old who has given you no indication of rolling, you're not quite going through sleep guidance yet, but you know that you know this is looming and you kind of want to get going on it, then you can either, if you have something like the Love to Dream, there are versions of this product, and I will link these products in the show notes as well. There are versions of this product where you can zip off the arms. So what you can do is do one arm at a time. The same thing with a regular Velcro swaddle. You can take one arm out at a time to get them used to this like range of motion and this feeling while the other one is still secured down. So if you're gonna do that, I suggest doing it 
with one arm out for a couple of days just for naps, then one arm out at night and both arms out at naps, and then ultimately both arms out at naps. So the whole process could take you maybe 10 days or so. Um, And the last caveat I will say to that, or explanation I will say for that, is yes, I realize for most babies, naps are harder than night sleep. But unless you have a night nurse, from my perspective, parent to parent, I would rather a baby's naps get periodically, or not periodically, get temporarily a little bit worse as they learn this, than their night sleep get a little bit worse. Because that ultimately could have more of a backslide effect on their overall sleep and eating and your well-being. If you have a baby who is successfully night weaned or like maybe they have a really late bedtime right like maybe you're giving them their last feed at like 10 p.m and they're able to sleep until like six or so um, and then you take the swaddle away at night and they're up a lot because it's a transition and they're whacking themselves in the face and so you're like uh okay fine and you start feeding them again in the middle of the night do you know what i mean so now you are exhausted and you had been getting good sleep and now you've introduced a new feed or a new like sleep prop or something right to me that is a lesser or is a, a worse, <laughs> a worse of two evils than crummier naps where like maybe you have to replace the passy more, you have to pick them up a few times. Naps are going to be harder in general. So I would rather you have a couple of crappy days than a couple of crappy nights. Personal, personal thought. That's not going to be everyone's opinion. It is absolutely fine to do it all at once. It's also fine to start with nights and then follow with naps, right? I think a lot of that is just personal. But the most important thing I will say is know that it's normal that they whack themselves a little bit or scratch themselves. I would try to file or trim down the nails, but they probably will. I rarely see a baby in this process that doesn't have like a tiny bit of scratching just because that's the nature of what they're doing. The same thing as when babies are learning how to walk, they might have a couple of goose eggs because they fall and, and bump themselves. You know, We can't protect them from the realities of being human. It's okay, I promise you they'll be okay. I remember seeing it on all of my kids. It's not fun, but don't do this until you are ready to commit to it. And I mean, for safety, like do it when I'm telling you to, haha. But seriously, once you start it, you wanna hold them to it and and continue the process even if they are frustrated with it because so much like everything else with when you're making sleep changes, you don't wanna confuse them or condition them to cry if they don't like something. You know, like I never wanna hear that a family like attempted to remove the swaddle like five or six times, like they try it every few days and they think it's not going well. You know, and then they put them back in the swaddle and it sort of just becomes this like anxiety provoking thing for everybody. So if I were you, try to follow the guidelines timing wise that I've laid out so that by the time you're ready to do it, you're like, yeah, they're 11 weeks, like we're close, we're going to start this process. And like, we know that it's time, we're good to go. Like, don't get cocky and try to do it at seven weeks and then have it be a disaster and, you know, beat yourself up about it. No bueno. Um, Okay, I hope that's helpful. And I will say as my last point. Dropping the swaddle feels really scary for most parents. For some kids, it really is a hard transition, but it's really not for others. So give yourself some grace and know that if it's hard, it'll be for a short period. And there's a very good chance that your baby does a great job with it and it's no big deal at all. And either way, once you're done with it, you're gonna be so relieved that you got that over with and also so relieved that your baby now has access to their hands to help themselves soothe because once you do this, they will be better sleepers. full stop, even if it takes them a little bit of time to get there. And you will be happy for their safety as well. And all will be right with the world. Okay. Love you guys, as always. Can't wait to see you next week. We have another great guest episode coming. And I'll talk to you then.
Loving the snooze button? Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it, so make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to britneysheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at britneysheehansleep. 